Greetings, and thank you for joining us for the 19th episode of DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. This is an LMG Podcast production. Today, I am joined by not one, but two dear friends. This is Brennan. And this is David. Oh, but not just any David. No, it's Mr. Percival today. Mr. Percival. Can't have any confusion. Uh, even though I guess he introduces himself as Darth David now, but right. uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, Brandon and Mr. Percival are here joining me today. Uh, you have heard their voices before. If you recall, uh, you heard Brandon on the very first episode of DC animation mm-hmm. with Spencer and friends, and you heard oh, yeah. Mr. Percival on the second episode of DC animation with Spencer and friends. And, uh, there's a reason I've brought them both back today. So for Brandon, you know, again, he was here on the first episode. And so it only made sense for me to bring him back for the first movie within the DC animated movie universe. Now, technically, the last movie we talked about is the first one, if you want to really get technical. But that one leads into this one. And so this is the first movie that exists in that created universe. In the last movie, we see that universe kind of get started, but this is the first movie we see that takes place in it. And I brought Mr. Percival back because he was in our first animated Justice League origin movie. And since this is a Justice League origin movie, I want to get his perspective as far as the differences that he saw and how it compares to the one that he saw the first time, because they are very, very different origin movies. And so, of course, these are the two people that I just knew needed to be on this episode. You've heard their voices before. Uh, You know why they're here. You know their experience. Uh, You know you know, their lives as far as DC is concerned and their consumption. And so we'll just jump straight into it. I do appreciate you for being here and joining us on this journey through DC animation. Today's film is Justice League War, released February 4th, 2014. And the comic book on which it was based is Justice League Origin. As is the standard around here, I'm going to read a synopsis in my own words, and then we're just going to talk about it. And so, we open with a news story about people being snatched in Gotham City. Hal's Green Lantern shows up and comes face-to-face with a parademon. He gets beat up a little, and Batman shows up trying to interrogate the parademon, but obviously, that doesn't work. So Batman and Green Lantern begin chase and find themselves in the sewers where they formally introduce themselves. They discover that the parademon planted a mother box in the sewer. Over at Star Labs, Silas Stone is researching another mother box that has been planted in Central City. Billy Batson sneaks into Victor Stone's football game, and Wonder Woman is being protested at the White House. Green Lantern and Batman make their way to Metropolis because they figure, alien box, Superman's an alien, he'll have answers. Uh, Superman also has questions about the Mother Box, so he fights with Green Lantern and Batman. Batman quickly realizes that they are not going to win this, so they swap government names, and now they're on the same team. Due to some 
meddling, uh, the meddling that has taken place, Darkseid decides to move forward with the invasion to happen sooner than scheduled. Victor and his dad have a heated discussion about how his dad cares more about his work than his own son, so he grabs the mother box and it activates. The one in Star Labs and Metropolis open a portal and parademons start popping out. Victor is severely injured and Silas takes him into a machine in an attempt to keep him alive. Victor flatlines, but then his body starts to absorb the tech, turning him into Cyborg. The parademons bust in and Cyborg is able to take them out. So everybody got parademons. Wonder Woman's in DC, GL, Batman, and Superman in Metropolis. Flash is over there with Cyborg. Even Billy got some action so you know he shazams up and uh starts getting it going cyborg communicates with the mother box and we see how the parademons are made living things are abducted and their organic material is repurposed turning them into parademons minions of dark side through fighting the parademons everyone meets up and cyborg lets them know that dark side is planning to terraform the earth and things are about to get real serious Darkseid has arrived. Green Lantern attempts to go one-on-one -on -one with Darkseid and gets bitched, and Superman gets hit with an Omega Beam and captured. Um, Green Lantern uh, gives everybody a little pep talk, and Batman goes to get himself captured with the purpose of bringing Superman back. Green Lantern and the others uh, come up with a plan to blind Darkseid because the Omega Beams are a problem. And they start to, you know, get to work on that. Batman gets into the ship and Desaad is attempting to turn Superman into a super parademon. Batman is able to stop Desaad uh, from turning Superman into a parademon, but Superman is all kind of violent and rampagey now. So, you know, not a parademon, but still an issue right now. Uh, everybody else manages to stab Darkseid's eyes, uh, but he's still causing a problem. So Cyborg uses the Mother Box to create a portal to send him and the parademons back home. Through the power of friendship, Batman gets Superman back to himself, and they are able to get Darkseid back into the portal. The president addresses the world and thanks them for their bravery, and they disagree on whether or not they should, you know, make this a thing. Some of them want to be a team, and some of them are like, no, this is a one-time thing, I'm busy, we don't need to do all that. Uh, the credits roll, and before they finish, Orm rises from the water and declares war on the surface dwellers because they have killed the Atlantean king. And so, Mr. Percival, let's start with you. Uh, what do you think about the movie? Dark Side is a problem. Dark Side is a problem. And for those who <clears throat> didn't hear me last time, I don't have a ton of knowledge when it comes to um, these DC animated films. So I'm really glad you're doing um this show where you go through each one individually and review it and talk through it. Um, but yeah, he, uh, it, it, the first, when the first time you see him and then he 
rises up when he's back on earth and rises up in the ship or whatever he's in and just like that slow just kind of zoom in on him it's just like you know it's i mean they threw everything at him and he just kind of shrugged it off without even reacting to anything yep he's just uh, because... like green lantern green lantern nope wonder woman nope i mean just everything that was thrown at him he just kind of almost laughs at Yes, and Darkseid, that's the thing. Darkseid is the kind of problem that warrants people having to get together to deal with him. Um, because, as we know with comic books, and I'm sure you've noticed this, but in a lot of uh, comic books, and we'll use the big two as examples, we have Marvel, we have DC. You're pretty familiar with the MCU, of course, and I'm sure that you have seen people that are copycats or the kind of equal out to somebody. So did Darkseid remind you of anyone? I mean, that first shot of him has the Thanos look about him. Oh, yeah. And also, you throw, if you just think of the MCU and think of Thanos, he just kind of has that smug, I'm better than you, uh, just persona about him and i feel like that was portrayed pretty much identical uh in this yes and so um i would say that those two are the the equals or the answers to each other um of course you know dc did it first dark side uh i believe has more time in the game than uh yeah. Thanos does but you know whatever <laughs> um Darkseid is my favorite DC villain. I love Darkseid. He is too much. And we saw that. And Darkseid was too much. Yeah. And, oh, best believe, there's a movie later that we talk about. And if you think Darkseid is too much in this movie, oh, just wait. <laughs> uh, not spoiling anything, but I just want you to understand that and I'm sure that you knew this, but this is not the last time we're going to see Darkseid. And, and the good thing is this, again, this is the first movie that exists in a continued living universe. So a lot of the movies that we're going to talk about moving forward are in this same world, the same timeline, they exist in the same place. Much like we had Batman the Animated Series, we had Superman the Animated Series, we had right. Justice League, we had Justice League Unlimited, like all of that existed in the same universe, like with its own name. And this is the first film for that. So there are going to be a lot of movies that we talk about that are solo movies for some of the other people that are in this universe, but that exist in the same universe. And I will make sure to make it clear whether or not the movie we're discussing exists in the DC animated movie universe moving forward or not. So, Brandon, what mm -hmm. were your thoughts on the movie? I really enjoyed it. Um, and I was told Spencer before, like I read the comic book uh, the Justice League Origins by uh, Jeff Johns, and I real I really enjoyed that one. Um, it was honestly like a, it was cool because they like honestly some of the scenes were literally dialogue for dialogue, scene for scene from the comic book, but they did it in a cool way, and I think they did it. They had it the comedic element with um, Hal Jordan gave you a little bit of that. Um, so did Shazam, but I also loved you know me. I'm a Superman fan, so. I feel like they did a really cool portrayal of Superman where he wasn't a lame. He like, as soon as he pulled up, he was like, Oh snap, like, he's a badass." You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so no, I thought they executed really well. It's kind of, uh, sometimes it's harder to, to execute off a comic book and try to get it right. Cause it's a very 
popular comic book. I think it kind of started the new 52. Um, but well, no kind of like it absolutely yeah, like that's right. what this is. So it's so like that is like what people go back to when they want to know like what started it all. So it's very popular. So it's kind of hard to adapt from, but they did a really good job. Like they, they added some stuff, took away, kind of took away Aquaman out of it, kind of just focused on a certain group. I think they even put Shazam in it uh, to kind of replace them. So now it was overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought they, a really good portrayal of pretty much all members of the justice league. And then, like you said, dark side looked like a boss, you know what I mean? Uh, when he had, um, when he had Superman and Flash like on the run from the the is it Omega Beam? Yeah, the Omega Beam. Yeah, he had him on the run. Oh, and then when he hit him, like you saw his skeleton. Like that's a callback to Superman animated series. Yeah, like they did that all the time. So, no, nah, I really enjoyed it. Yes, um, I'm glad you brought up the new Fifty Two because that is one question that I feel like a lot of people have is like, why is it called that? Like, what does that right. mean? What is what's what's the deal there? Now. I don't know all of the details, but as far as I remember, uh, the 52 is in reference to DC releasing a comic book a week, a year, uh, one every week for a year, making 52 issues. Right. And, you know, that concept was really popular. And then uh, they, I think, even morphed that into, just so you know, there's a multiverse and there are 52 of them. Right, right, and that's kind of how the new fifty two <laughs> happened, and yeah, like the the number fifty two has um a lot of weird significance in the comic book and in the like publishing world. So right. they double entendred the number fifty two, if you will, and that is why we have the new fifty two. Because again, the new fifty two, uh, as you may or may not know, uh, with comic books, they reboot it every so often. Yep. And the New 52 was just another one of those. Uh, the comic books ran from, I want to say, 2011 to like 2016-ish. Mm-hmm. And they, with the New 52, what, this was a hard reboot, but also a soft reboot. It was a hard reboot in that like it, we're, we're starting from scratch pretty much, but a lot of the origins were the same. Like yeah. there were like a lot of individual character origins were the same. The stories that were being told around those characters were a little different, but how each of the characters got where they are pretty the same. And so that's, you know, the whole starting of the new 52 and, you know, they used Barry to reboot it. And I mean, I think that was a good choice. Now yeah. uh, let's get into some of the things that happen in the movie. So the first thing we see is somebody get snatched just off the street. Right. <laughs> the first time I watched this movie, I was not prepared uh, <laughs> because it was just like news story, news story, news story, rape. Like yeah. that person disappeared. They were gone. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Like, and I, I had to rewind it. Like, yeah. I was like, that it did. Whenever I have to rewind something, like it's because I like wasn't ready, and uh, yeah. it didn't take long for me to be like, "Up, oh, hold on, wait, uh, I need, I need that back." <laughs> and I say Hal's Green Lantern because, of course, um, there are multiple Green Lanterns, and my Green Lantern is John. That's the Green Lantern that I grew up with. That's the Green Same. Lantern that I knew as Green Lantern, and I was kind of pissed off when I found out that John wasn't the first one or the original one. Um. 
you know, Justice League made a good decision, including him instead of Hal. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with Hal. Hal's not my favorite Green Lantern, but Hal's not my least favorite Green Lantern either. Yeah, some bad ones. There are some, some bad ones. Yeah, there are some not great Green Lanterns. But, you know, Hal is the OG, if you will. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they have Hal in here. And Hal is funny in this movie. Really funny. Like, I, I really like Hal, and Hal is just a dude. Like, I like that, because one thing we do know about John is, generally speaking, that's a military man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's he's serious more often than not. Right. Um, Hal, Hal, you know, Hal cracks jokes. And yeah. Hal is, uh, he's, you know, shooting the breeze nice and easy, you know. Yeah. Nothing, nothing's ever too much, too serious. You know, that's that's just kind of how Hal is. And when I think yeah. of how I think of, like, a dude that's in, like, Top Gun Maverick, like, <laughs> like classic dude having a good time, just so happy, really good at, you know, flying planes or whatever, or jets. But, now nah, he's a bro. Like, he's a, he's a bro all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. His back and forth with Batman is just fantastic. Yeah, hilarious. Because it's like contrasting so much. Like, like what? You don't have superpowers? Like, you're not a you're not a vampire? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And, and so let's actually get into the, before we uh, jump all the way into the movie. That's actually a question that I do have. Uh, what are we thinking about the voice cast in this movie? Because this is. And and this is an important question because this voice cast is kind of locked in moving forward for a right, while yeah. because DC does have a lot of movies that stand alone. But again, this is the movie that exists in the continued universe and it is the first one. So this is establishing a lot of things. So what do we think of the voice casting? Um, do you have any opinions about it at all? I don't have any it's- specific I mean, I thought they did a really good job. And just looking through, if you were to look up the cast, you, there's obviously a lot of recognizable names and faces um, just looking through. Um, but no, I think, you know, Superman, I mean, just going through just the top, you know, six or seven people, if you just go through the Justice League, it's like you can, I know they all did a great job. Yeah. No, they, they killed it, honestly. I thought the Batman cast like hit it out the park it's kind of hard to come behind um golly r.i.p forget my guy's name is it um i'm not gonna help you i'm gonna let you get there conroy there you go conroy yeah i knew it was conroy but i was like i'm not i'm not gonna reach on his name uh kevin kevin conroy kevin Kevin conroy the greatest voice actor potentially ever as far as superheroes are concerned and so it's kind of hard to follow that but I thought he did an amazing job as far as Batman. And then everybody else is really good too. Like I thought it's kind of hard with Superman. You we've seen him, Superman have like this like very kiddie, like like when you watch My Adventures of Superman, like his voice is very different. Whereas this one sounds like a grown man Superman. You know what I mean? Um, and he needed to. No, he did. He sounded like a badass, which is what they wanted to portray him as. Um, how was hilarious. Like I thought that voice cast was good because it was very like more more comedic. Um, but no, I thought I thought everybody did a good job. Uh, it was a really good foundation for what they did moving forward. Okay, okay. Um, I agree. Generally speaking, um, I think that the guy who played Superman in this movie, um, he's good in everything he does, and he's usually doing comedy. Um, mm. I know him in a lot of random comedy stuff. 
Uh, he is, uh, there's a show called Resident Alien. Uh, he's the guy in that. Where I first remember him is in Dodgeball. He was the pirate dude. Yeah. Mm. That's that's what I know him from. And also <laughs> Knight's Tale. Yeah, like he's, okay. he's in all kinds of stuff. Well, he, was, and, he was the voice of Sonny in iRobot, which like, oh. yeah, that just shows his range of what he can do. Because that's obviously completely different than this role. <laughs> right, oh, yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Like, he can kind of do whatever he wants. Like, yeah, he's... Right. He's very, very good. And he's been in other DC stuff too, because I'm pretty sure that in the Injustice video game, he's Green Arrow. And one of the things that I love that DC does is they keep people around, they will reuse people, they will put people all over the place. And so he's a guy that like, once you get him, yeah, you can put him wherever you want to put him. In uh, in the Harley Quinn show, he's Clayface. Oh, wow. And you know, Clay Clayface is an doctor. He's a thespian. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So that shows you his range right there. Like right, to yeah. to play to be able to play Superman successfully and to be able to play that version of Clayface. Yeah, are wildly different characters. Yeah, I never would have put that together. Exactly. It, it, that's the thing. Like my guy is good. Um, I will say for Batman, this is my third favorite Batman. Mm. Um, because. I, and he's tied for three. Uh, of course, Kevin Conroy, the goat. Right. Uh, there are no there are no questions about that. Um, I gotta say, Bruce Greenwood is uh my number two. Bruce Greenwood is Batman in Under the Red Hood and in Young Justice. Mm. And so when you hear him, like whenever I heard him, I was like, oh, that that's not Kevin, but I that's that's Batman though. Yeah. Like and. To, to make me feel that way is difficult. Um, I really liked Peter Weller in um, The Dark Knight Returns, parts one and two, uh, because those are my favorite Batman movies, period. But uh, right. uh, Jason O'Mara is the Batman in this one. And I will say his voice took me some getting used to, but because this is a continued universe and we get a lot of him, right. I, I, he he grew on me. And I was like, I you know, it's different, but it's not a bad different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, Diana was good. Hal was good. Um, Barry was good. Shamar Moore felt random, but I was like, okay, yeah, of course. I I kind of feel like since he was in high school, they probably should have gone younger. Yeah, he sounded like a grown ass man. Like a he sounded like grown he was ass man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he was an high school quarterback. Yeah, and maybe that was to speak to because I guess he was a senior because he was being scouted and all that. But yeah, like he he sounded far older than he probably needed to. Also, I want to point out a small detail. Him as the quarterback and having a glove on his throwing hand, I was just like, what are oh, we doing? Hey, like, it's per makes perfect sense. Don't worry about it. No, I was just like, okay, somebody who doesn't play sports did this. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how it is like, in most movies. Like you get, I know this is obviously animated, but it's like who these actors that will just like throw football like they're. I mean, yeah, it just yeah. It always, there's memes it of something. it, right? Like, it's like when I saw that, it kind of took me out a little bit, but I was like, all right, all right, whatever, it's fine. And that's not something I would have caught because I don't, I don't know, like yeah, no, I, I, I think that's I what they banked on. Like it was just like, like I don't, I don't football. You're like right. there'll be a bunch of nerds watching this. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I I will say 
I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that Shamar Moore was a mistake, but I don't think Shamar, if anybody didn't fit, I think it was Shamar Moore a cyborg just because yeah. he should have sounded less like a grown ass man. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's still, I still liked it. It was still good, but it, uh, and I mean, it was a, I think that the show teen Titans, uh, made Cyborg f- way more comedic. And yeah. I think they were trying to lean into the tragic Cyborg situation. Right. Um, gotcha. And so I think that's why they went uh, way more serious this time. Because whenever we see Cyborg in Teen Titans, you'd have no idea that he has a tragic history. Right. Um, you look happy have, to be there. Yeah, like they do have an episode uh, that kind of covers that. But I feel like every time I saw Cyborg after that, I got his, you know, horrible origin story about him feeling like a monster and him, you know, just questioning his humanity and, you know, not wanting to be seen. Like all of the um, negative things that would come with that, I feel like they leaned into that a lot harder because in Teen Titans, you didn't get any of it, really. And so they wanted you to know he's a tragic character. But... um. Okay, and then this is an art style that we're going to see uh, for a while. Uh, so what did we think of the art style? I didn't mind it. I mean, it was a little close to anime for me, but it was far enough to where it was like it wasn't distracting or anything. The only time I ever felt like anime was when Cyborg like was in the transformation or when he was like, you know, changing his arms or whatever. Uh, but overall, no, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought they did a good job. Okay. Yeah, I thought the action, I mean, I was going to say the action scenes, but in reality, like 60 of the 80 minutes of this movie were probably action. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I thought they did a really good job with that. I mean, all the explosions look nice, The just them flying around. Uh, I did think it was funny how Darkseid, whenever he was coming in from, like, the ocean, I mean, he just, like, was all propped up like a mannequin and just, like, hovered. In. Like he didn't, he didn't fly in. He just kind of like right. slowly, <laughs> slowly moved in as he was like smooth. Standing. Yeah, it was very smooth. Um, I loved that actually. <laughs> <laughs> just, again, he just did what he want. I mean, he just yeah. so. But no, I thought it was great. I thought it looked really nice, and uh, the fact that you see it more often in upcoming movies, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say I really enjoyed this art style and i i'm not gonna call it my favorite yet but of the movies that we have seen so far uh i want to say this is my favorite art style uh just because Mm. everything everything looks nice and crisp and i think it does a good job of like being animated without being too much uh it still looks comic booky but not two comic book like it looks like an animated like it's it's 2d animation done well in my opinion Mm -hmm. um and you know my agenda uh (laughs) with 2d animation and yeah like i just feel like everything was drawn and rendered and done well and in this set of movies um i know it's animated but like the choreography is really good no it is and this 
art style lends to really nice action choreography, whether it's like hand-to-hand street-level stuff or whether it's Superman flying through shit and, you know, all of that. Like, it's it's just really good to me. Yeah. Um, but, so, in the movie, we see somebody get snatched. Um, Hal shows up, comes face to face with the parademon, and he gets his ass beat a little bit. I will say it was kind of funny that Batman was like, Hey, I have questions <laughs> to the to the parademon. Right. Yeah. Now we do see that the parademon, I guess, does speak English because later he does say for dark side. Right. But um Batman, I don't know if that thing's gonna <laughs> stop and answer your questions. They're just gonna have a friendly little debate, you know, there in the street. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I I will say that's kind of straight from the comic a little bit. Like they kind of tried to in the in the movie they tried to like make it homage to like Batman doing it, but in the movie, I mean, in the comic book, it's just a parademon like has a coat on. You can't tell it's a parademon, so he's like running after. He's like, "What the hell are you doing on the docks?" And then the parademon blows up, and he's like, "What the hell?" You know what I mean? Um, so I could see them like trying to do that, but it, in this it was kind of weird that he like clearly saw eventually that it was a parademon and still was like, "What are you doing?" You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know, there's no way to know like which aliens can you know communicate, no, which ones can't. So I guess I will say it was fair. The uglier, the more I'm gonna go. Eh, you probably don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah, like, the less humanoid or the less human-looking, yeah. the more likely I'm going to be like, you know what? I don't think we're going to... I don't think this conversation is going to go very yeah. far. I, I mean, Batman mostly deals, you know, just with, with the thugs in the streets, like, in Gotham. So it's true. That, that's true. And, yeah, usually his interrogation tactics are successful. Yeah, they usually spill the beans. Yeah, And, yeah, like, he does mention, like, this This is something that I do. I don't do this. Right. Yeah. This is new for me. Um, so they end up in the sewers and then they, you know, kind of introduce themselves. And when we see how cold Batman is because, uh, Hal is, you know, being like, what do you, what do you do? What are your powers? And Batman doesn't say anything. Uh, and he's like, I know you're not just some dude in a suit, like tearing through the night. And then Batman's like, Hey, what's this? And just (laughs) rips his ring off of him. And I'm like, yes. And and how should at that point how should have at that point known like oh this this guy he's different he's different this guy different because yeah like when he was like how the f- <laughs> what like how was not cool right like he was like you should not have been able to do that yeah it was smooth that was really good yeah it was good and stuff. I was and that's one of the things I really enjoy situations where they let us know how cold batman is without needing to say it like there's just stuff batman does and you're like oh he's he's that guy yeah this is one of those things because to take a ring off of a green lantern and they not know it is impressive very much so so yeah um and you know they're at odds because they are very different personality wise how it just was like I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take it. I'm just like, bro, you're not built like that. Like, I don't know who you think you are, but. And that's the thing. Hal gets humbled in this movie. He does. He does. And I mean, it also takes a conversation with Batman to get him there. But yeah, like Hal gets humbled real quick. Um, One of the things online, and we'll talk about this part of the movie later, but one of the things online or that I saw, uh, you know, everything gets memed. 
And so yeah. it was a meme that said, you know, whenever you've been uh playing a fighting game offline and then you go online. Oh yeah. And and dark side is the the people <laughs> online that like count <laughs> frames and yeah. that are just like too much because you know, people be thinking they're real good at home. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, you jump into the world and it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's so, yeah. Like that's playing NCAA football with your brother, and then you play yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like your brother, will, yeah, your brother will have you thinking that you are the greatest in the world, and, right. and then you jump into the world and you see, oh, I am not shit in this game, right? Yeah, or oh, they're cheating, right? Yeah, but, yeah, like all that. But um, you know, they have a discussion in the sewer, and then we have the situation, uh with the parademon planting the mother box and then we move over to central city so silas is studying another mother box and we see that um silas and flash are in the same place and billy so i i don't know how close these cities are geographically i assume they this movie led me to believe real close <laughs> you would think so but yeah but like who knows they may be on different coasts or whatever but yeah. um we see that Billy is, you know, very much a fan of Victor Stone and his dad kind of isn't. And right. uh, one of the things that his dad says to him is like, what you can do doesn't matter in a world of superheroes. Like, you are not impressive. Right. <laughs> and I want to say that's terrible, but he's not wrong under I mean, the circumstances you don't say that to your kid that's one no. thing wanting to build a life the, the that was not good parenting necessarily but um <laughs> i mean no i'm not even gonna defend it right <laughs> right. Hey, hey dad i'm going to my state championship football game well son you're just kind of the worst right. and uh <laughs> yeah the All shit you can do you is like. irrelevant you know, all that stuff you like doesn't matter. What I'm working on matters. It's just like, damn, like it's pretty terrible. Uh, again, like, not not great parenting there. Uh, not gonna not gonna say that. Uh, that was just the thing to say because I don't. I wouldn't say that to a stranger, let alone my son. Right? No. no. Like I to call somebody irrelevant is <laughs> like that's 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 one of the like most terrible things you can say to somebody is like it's not that you're even like bad or just like you don't matter yeah. <laughs> you make no difference like that's wild right and so the more i talk about it the more like unacceptable it is yeah, thank you thank you <laughs> because spencer we were gonna have a problem if you kept defending this <laughs> yeah okay yeah it's yeah silas you, you you shouldn't have done that yeah. um and yeah it was trifling for him to be like i will never come to one of your games like that was trifling to me because it's like even if you have no interest in it even if it's something you don't care about even like this, this yeah right and like i know that there's some shit my parents had to suffer through same that i was doing <laughs> Because, uh, you know, once you're older, like, it actually starts to become, like, good stuff. Um, whether right. you're an athlete, whether you're an entertainer of some kind, whether you're doing some kind of performance, like, you got to get through all of the, like, shitty little kid stuff. 
<laughs> and then it gets real good later. Because I know right. that my parents coming to my concerts when I was in fifth grade and my parents coming to my concerts now, very right. different experiences. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they so, love you either way. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like the fact that Victor is at the highest level of this and his dad yeah. was like, hell no, I'm not coming to your game. Yeah, you ain't no shit. Show. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's terrible. Right. Hey, but don't worry. At the end of the movie, he gets a head nod. Up yeah. Yeah. He does. Up but it, that's right? because, you know, he's being addressed by the president. Like, yeah, he saved the world, so he gets a head nod. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not irrelevant anymore, son. Yeah. Can't get a hug. Can't get a dab, a strong handshake. Bring it in. Nothing. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah, I will say the. The calling him irrelevant part was terrible, and I didn't like it. But whenever he said, "No, nah, I'm never coming to one of your games," I was like, "Oh, that's that's terrible." Like I, mm, I don't like that at all. Right. Like, and it's not that he can't; it's that he won't. Like well, he, he chose. said, "Like I, like I could go, but I'm decide. I'm making the conscious decision not to." Right. Like, ugh. Instead That's... of going to a football game, I'm going to open up this portal to this uni- yeah. <laughs> alternate universe and almost kill everybody. <laughs> and, you know, he didn't know that's what, like, he was working to figure that out because I guess for Silas, he figured I'm trying to save the world or keep the world from, like, I, I have to do this to know what the deal is. But um, not knowing that going in, yeah, like, no, nah, I'm. Maybe I I'm I'm gonna make time for uh my kids' football game. And Absolutely. I'm I'm not a football guy. Uh, <laughs> right. but if if my kid is playing a football, you know how terrible graduations are? Yeah. Like, Worst. It's a number of hours for you to listen to them call a bunch of names that you don't care about, and then they call your kid's name, and you're there for that 20 seconds of them being handed. <laughs> Like that—that's what you're there for. You're there for 20 seconds of that fucking three-hour ceremony, right? But you're there because your kid did it. Support, man. Victor yeah, Stone could learn. He could learn to last like 25 people of his class. <laughs> oh, absolutely. My parents. My parents could have showed up at halftime. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's just you know. Again, they they got to lean into Victor's life just not being great. Right. And th- the whole reason he... Because I don't even know... Like, this is a very different version of angsty. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's still what it would be. But, like, for a really good reason. Yeah. And, again, because he, like, presented as a grown-ass man, him being angsty was weird. Yeah. And I don't think we recognized it as that, but that's that's what it was. And so uh, there are a lot of things that happen between those two things. So Wonder Woman is being protested at the White House. Right. And that's, I don't, I would have loved some more detail on that. Same. I didn't understand it. It sounded to me like they didn't like her because she was a woman. Or in representing the Amazonians. Yeah, because they were the, like, whenever she was like, y'all are processing me, what for? Like, what's, right. the, what's the problem? Yeah. And the dude was like, you dress like a whore. <laughs> I was like, 
oh, that's your oh, all right. Great reason to have an issue, yeah. sir. Uh, thanks for that. Um, and that's why she was like, Yeah, oh, oh, I do. Yeah. How about you tell everybody else how you feel about this uh poor outfit? Right. And then uh when he said he dresses like her and it makes him feel powerful, she was like, That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a funny scene. Yes, yes, it was. And that's the thing, like Wonder Woman is often funny the same way that Thor's funny, in that like he comes from an old world and he doesn't understand and new yeah. things. Like, stuff that's normal for everybody else is, like, new and exciting. Like and, ice cream. Yeah, like ice cream. Because, you know, in the first Thor movie, he, he has a beer and he's he just, another! Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. And it is. This, this is that same, like, she was like, ice cream is delicious! And then she goes to the guy and is like, you! I require, yeah, I require an ice cream for myself and my friend here. Hannah. And he's like, yeah. You can put the sword away, ma'am. <laughs> like, this, like, six-foot woman just slinging a sword at you. It's like, whoa. Yeah, like, oh, you didn't need to do all that. Right. Um, here's your ice cream. And then, yeah, <laughs> she was like, ice cream is delicious. I have declared it. Sir, you should be proud of this achievement. Like, <laughs> that kind of shit. Like, that's, that's why she's funny. She's funny because she's, like, oblivious and, like, very clearly from an old world. And... Right. You know, it's a trope that can be done well or poorly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we get back to uh GL and Batman, and they go to Metropolis because they're like, "This is an alien, and there's an alien dude that we could probably ask some questions. He's the only alien I know about." So, let's go see. Um. So they go to Metropolis, and I will say. That, I think, is one of the most, as Brandon said, I think that's one of the most well-portrayed Superman moments mm -hmm. that we have ever seen in any moving media. No, I agree. Um, uh, at least, you know, up to this point. Because, you know, everybody has the, you know, who wins in a fight, Superman, Batman, like all, you know, all those discussions. And, you know, we all make the joke of, does he have prep time? And, you know, all that. Um, this is, he didn't have prep time. And it was a problem. Like right. Green Lantern and Batman were getting their ass beat. Like, bro, the, the first time I watched this, and this is before I read the comic, I was legit scared. I was like, oh, they might, like, he might murder. I didn't, I knew he wasn't going to murder Batman, but he might. Accidentally murder uh, Green Lantern. Like, yeah, I thought, I thought Green Lantern was dead in this movie. Yeah, yeah, Green Lantern was in real danger, real danger. And, like, and that's the thing. Green Lantern again, his hubris was uh, not getting him in the right because he was like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll take care of it." He just goes in there. We see some green flashes, and uh, yeah, Superman is beating his ass. And then because they don't know each other yet, Superman sees Batman. He's like, "Oh, oh, what can you do?" Right, it might yeah. be a real challenge, and Batman starts doing human shit. Superman is just <laughs> unaffected. <He was> laughing. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like you're wasting my time, buddy. Right. And then, yeah, like the and the thing that again made it clear for me is whenever Batman tried to like grapple away, and Superman went and caught it, and I was like, "Oh, oh Batman, yeah. that's not good." Yeah, that's not, that, Batman, that's not good, <laughs> bro. When the smoke came and then he looked through, like used his eyes, 
I can see you. I was just like, bro, that's some horror movie type yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, that was. Yeah. I can see you. <laughs> like, I can still see you. Yeah. I was like, uh-oh. But yeah, like, yeah, whenever he tried to grapple and Superman just whipped around, caught it and crushed it, I was like, this is not good. Th- right. This is, and I think that's when Batman knew. He was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I, we, we, how? Yeah. We gotta do something. Yeah, he was like, how? Stop. You're pissing him off. Yeah, that's Relax. yeah, that's what that's what he said. He was like, "Hal, yeah. he's getting pissed off. Just shut the fuck up, Hal, <laughs> and stop it." And then whenever Hal created the bubble, Batman was like, "Ah, mm, ah you better concentrate." Yeah, because if you stop concentrating, that bubble gonna crack. It's not gonna yeah. be good. And yeah, then, he was hitting him hard. And then Batman is like, "Oh, I'll just use my mind because I know things. I'm Batman." Right. And. uh you know, hits him with the government name, and then Superman looks at him, and he's like, oh, okay, I know who you are. And, yeah. again, this is, I love the fact that Batman wasn't prepared for Superman, because they yeah. had never interacted. So he didn't have the lead lining uh, that he gets yep. later. Um, he didn't have any kryptonite on. Like, he knew nothing. He went in blind. And right. a lot of another thing that we see in this movie is we watch Batman deduce and figure shit out. And that's one of the things I love watching is Batman actually like doing detective shit and like making sense of what's happening and actually learning the situation, devising plans in real time. Like these are the things that I like to see Batman do. And we get to see that because again, this is an origin movie. We don't know like in the new 52 like we, none of these people have met they don't know each other we see them all meet for the very first time and it's done beautifully in my opinion yeah he's i mean reactive in the first like 20 30 minutes and then as yeah on you can tell he really did think through the, his plan and even obviously we'll get to it later but when he goes to save superman it's like you can just the way he clearly thought out his plan was just way different than the first 15 minutes of the movie yeah, yeah, that's like I, I don't know. My favorite t- Batman is when he's the human in the room and he got to figure out how to survive when a bunch of aliens and gods and all this other stuff going on like that. Like I like like the detective stuff in Gotham. That's cool, but like in situations like this where he's like, you know, what, I'm just go up there. I'm gonna act like a human. I'm gonna act like a regular human. Put on a, a cap on my head. They're not going to know it's me, so they can take me up there so I can go get, you know what I mean? Little stuff like that, I think it's cool. Like, when he was like, uh, he had a knife on his right and his left hand side, so he must be right-handed. So then the, I was just like, bro, this is this is fire. See, that's what I'm saying. That's the shit. Like, I like that. Deducing and figuring shit out in real time. Like, that. Right. that's my shit. Like, that's right. why I love Batman. And one of the things that you mentioned is, like, whenever he's in a bunch of superheroes and he's just the guy and so he's kind of got to demonstrate like i i have to be a level of crazy that everybody else isn't um we see that in episode nine uh where we talk about um superman batman apocalypse and that's another you know encounter with dark side and in that situation uh dark side you know has a bunch of uh bombs that are going to explode and batman is the the hell spores and batman was like i will set all these hoes off right now. <laughs> right. All of them. And Darkseid was like, you dare? <laughs> and then Darkseid was like, you know what? Respect. I fucks with you, because uh, you weren't going to do it. Right. The Kryptonian and the Amazon, they 
they wouldn't have, but you were really gonna do it. Right. Batman was like, Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. uh zero fucks given. <laughs> Batman lives by the wish creed. Um so Darkseid sees the meddling that's happening, and Darkseid or uh Desaad says we should probably move things up because um mm. these these earthlings they're they're doing stuff, they're getting in the way. And uh so all this like prep work that we're trying to do that I, I think we need to just go ahead and, and, and get it going. And Darkseid's like, oh, all right, uh let's do it, move up the timeline. And so after that. After Darkseid decides to move up the plan, that's when we see Victor have the conversation with his dad. Um, now, Mr. Percival, how familiar with you, how familiar with Cyborg were you up to now? Teen Titans, and that's pretty much it. Um, I've seen him in a few other things, but I mean, I think the vast majority of what I knew about him was from Teen Titans. And like you said earlier, he was a uh, a little less gloomy <laughs> in Teen Titans. Right. So, um, and that's is, the thing. I mean, going through this was a good like insight into his life and how obviously absolutely miserable his whole life is. Right. And one of the things that we see is yes, we do see that Cyborg is a lot more sad. But we also see that Cyborg is a lot more capable because one yeah. of the things that we don't really see with early Cyborg is his connection with the mother boxes and thereby the knowledge that he has and his ability to make boom tubes and all of that. We don't we see that later, but later being like in the 2010s, but we mm -hmm. don't see any of that really from him before that. And so kind of moving forward a lot of the versions you see of cyborg he's got the connection with the mother box um and he's able to create boom tubes and he's able to just connect to all the technology on the globe and just right. like know and do whatever he wants as far as technology is concerned like he's technopathic and he's able to do a lot more because i think that they kind of folded him into the main lineup for the justice league kind of moving yeah. forward like he graduated from teen titans to like justice league um, right. because another movie where we see him is in episode 13 we see him in justice league doom he's the reason that that movie come, like he's the reason they come out with a w because right. he's the one person batman wasn't prepared for because he wasn't in the league yet and so when he shows up he saves the day and, you know, he uses a lot of his technology to do it because in Teen Titans, we kind of just see him like turn his arm into a cannon and that's the extent. Uh, and we see him like working on his car. Like that's that's what we see <laughs> Cyborg do. Right. Um, so we get to see a lot more of how capable he is. And uh, we see. I mean, we see that same kind of thing happen. Um, if you've seen the new Blue Beetle movie, um, it was a similar thing in that technology fuses with him, it communicates with him, and it eventually, you know, control becomes one between the two of them, as opposed to the machine taking over in certain situations. Like, they eventually become symbiotic. And so, you know, we see that kind of, all the time, all over the place. It's one of the superhero tropes, but um, 
I think that this movie does that well in letting us know that he is now connected to technology and it will defend him as it needs to. And then he becomes one with it. He's able to use it um, in his own way and he becomes proficient eventually. So, yeah, uh, we see that happen um, because he didn't know the mother box was going to explode when he grabbed it. It's uh, true. But it fucked him up. <laughs> That that was I, that's what I liked a lot about the transformation. It wasn't like a a pretty transformation. It was very like ugly and like you felt bad. You were like oh, this dude is like you said miserable. Like it sounded like it was a lot of pain, a lot of like skin getting ripped up and burning. Like it was just like, you felt every effect of it all. Yeah, because whenever like whenever he came out of it, he had limbs missing. Like he yeah. he was he was like like he was in bad shape um to the point where his dad was like i know we have not my son will die with that like put him in the fucking machine i i will not lose you today put him in the machine like i know we haven't tested it i know there's just nope we don't have a choice put him in the machine whenever he came out of the machine he immediately got the crap beat out of the yeah, and then <laughs> so it's like he got he was basically killed and then put in the machine, tortured and then basically died and then came back and then just got <laughs> beat. Up. Heart stopped a few times. <laughs> yeah, because he flatlined like he was yeah. dead. Yeah, he was dead. Right. Um, and then yeah, the mother box was like, no, we'll we'll just fuse to him. Uh, we'll all this machine shit. We'll just take it. And then we saw like him start grabbing other machine parts and that like incorporating fire, them. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was that was nice i was like oh okay like i really yeah. liked seeing like this is the best version of seeing cyborg's origin in my opinion like seeing how this happened how he got here um and and honestly whenever he was like dad you had to turn me into one of your experience one of your experiments to love me i was like that's not quite what happened right but I see how you got there. <laughs> right. Like uh, under under the circumstance, yeah. Like I I I see why you think that. Right. Um. So be, yeah, you could be in heaven right now if, if it wasn't for your dad. Like, yeah, like, like your dad kept you alive, and he was like, "You call this living?" Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, you're speaking to me, so yes, yeah, you're you're absolutely alive. Um, <laughs> I know you can't play football anymore, but uh, you're alive. I mean. Right. Could. I mean, he could. He'd be You're a right. strong left tackle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're talk about having a You're running left every arm. time. You're running left every time. Oh, my God. Imagine pulling him. Yeah, you got Ooh. cannons out. Dudes are like, all right, you can go. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Shazam makes that joke. Like, Shazam yeah. was like, they always said you had a cannon for an arm, and uh, <laughs> now you do. <laughs> a little too soon, Billy, but all right. Right, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the parademons bust in, Cyborg's able to take care of it, and so then everybody got parademons. Wonder Woman's reaction was great. Wonder Woman was like, yes, a fight. Let's fucking go. I like that. I love Wonder Woman. And every every time I see Wonder Woman, I'm like, yes, Diana, let's fucking go. They usually, like, they're pretty much, like, they've never really missed with Wonder Woman. As far as, like, DC animation... Like they they do her right every time. She has a great introduction. She has a great fight scene in every single one of them. I remember the one with Big Barda was fire, and that one move like that was so many. Yeah, exactly. Like it don't matter what 
like they might not do everybody. Usually they do pretty much well at everybody, but Wonder Woman, they they like I feel like they go into movies going, Are we doing Justice League? Or we're doing a Wonder Woman, but she's gonna have her, you know, solo moment. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if that's because she's the only woman in the Justice League right. uh, for a while, but the yeah. fact that like she's known as a member of the big three. Like that's right. the Trinity. Yeah, she is important. And again, I as you say, I love Wonder Woman every time I see her. Yeah. Like they do her so well because she went through some comic book time and it was not a good time to be Wonder yeah. Woman. Right. Um, but yeah, like in this, oh, I, I love watching Wonder Woman go to work. It's yeah. one of my favorite things to see in movies, and this was no exception. She got in there and she started working. Yep. She was just slicing them in half. Everybody else was like punching. She was just like, no, nah, I'm it's just like no, we're we're ending that because that's one of the things that I have said in many of these episodes. Who don't have a problem spilling blood? It's <laughs> yeah. Diana. Like yeah. over in the mascara, yeah, we we kill over here. Yeah, like, like the all- fact that she went sword up into your head, your skull, <laughs> like it was just some very murderer type of way of killing yeah, somebody. It was yeah, yeah, she was Her she was ending lives. Don't have the uh, same uh, mindset when it comes to right. Fighting. <laughs> Absolutely right. not. Um, and, and that that's the thing. Like Batman and Superman are very like, no killing, uh, we don't do that. Green Lantern, he doesn't right. kill Flash didn't kill Wonder Wonder Woman's like, fuck him. <laughs> like, I am here to end this. Like we we finish shit in Themyscira. Yeah, this is war. I ain't gonna be no round two. Ain't right. gonna be no coming back. So yeah, Wonder Woman, she she goes for blood, she goes for the throat. Yeah, she finishes the job. Yep. If you ever see me in the forest fighting with a bear, help the bear. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. I love Wonder Woman. Anyway, um, Wonder Woman gets some action. We see Superman, Batman, GL doing stuff. You know, everybody's fighting parademons. Um, so Cyborg figures out how the parademons are made. So we see why people are being snatched. Right. And it doesn't even have to be people. Like any living being uh with legs essentially can be snatched and repurposed into a parademon. And yep. that will be far more relevant later. Yep. Uh way later. We're gonna talk about it way later. Um so remember that I said that because we're gonna talk about it way later. Um so they're fighting with the parademons. Somehow they all end up together. And it's a good thing they all end up together because Darkseid shows up and we see him just rise and then he just gently floats. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I love it. I, I love sweat. it. Yeah, like he just, he doesn't walk. He doesn't actually like fly because he can fly. Because yeah, we right. see him do it later, but yeah, like he yeah. just gently. Because I love it when Darkseid is just standing still with his hands behind his back. Oh yeah, like, he's always my... posture top yeah. tier. Like yes, spine aligned. <laughs> I mean, it almost looks like a video game glitch of something that should be flying and it's just like slow. Yeah, no yeah. effects sliding across. Yeah. I love I love a smooth glide where like feet aren't moving but you're moving. Yeah, like I. Taking his time, man. No rush. He he went in a rush, but he was like, I am death. Yeah. I am destruction. I am dark side. 
And, uh, you know, then he uh, shows them who the fuck Darkseid is. <laughs> and, you know, my thought is, so Green Lantern, when you tried to square up with oh, a parademon, God. it didn't go well. When you tried to square up with Superman, it didn't go well. So you thought that you was just going to run up and punch that guy. Right. That's that's how you you just watched what he, what are you doing? My and, dude uh, just like one hand breaks his arm. His yeah. hand was his whole arm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he and that's the thing. Like, he tries to you know use like a little. Uh, he like makes a Green Lantern fist and like Darkseid responds immediately. Yeah. Like you know, in a lot of those situations, they'll like take the punch. And they'll like show that it didn't do any damage, right? It, like you know, they slow it down. No, it was like bow, bow, like immediate. Like yep. how fucking dare you put your hands on me? <laughs> <laughs> and then when Green Lantern landed, the parademon started. Yeah, like, and I was like, yes, I love, I love what just deserved it. Yeah, he earned it. Like he earned that ass whooping. That was like that was the second time I thought Green Lantern would die. And yeah. Then when he broke his arm later, I thought he was just gonna—I don't know—I just thought he was dead. Yeah. And yeah, because I'm sure you were like, I know there are more Green Lanterns, so yeah. if he exactly. dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's a terrible way of looking at it. But I'm gonna say the first time I watched this movie, I was like, if because you know in a lot of these movies somebody dies, and so I thought, oh, Hal might die, and right. the, we bring in John. Or God forbid we're bringing Guy, but uh, or maybe even Kyle. But yeah, like I figured, if somebody dies, it's definitely going to be Hal. I feel like we got we got options, right? If John Stewart would have been in this movie, this movie would have been a ten times smoother for the Justice League. Oh, like yeah. John would have been like, "Oh, you're Batman. Oh, okay, I res- respect. Hey, Superman. Hey, no disrespect, my guy." We understand what you, we're here just on the same mission, blah, blah, blah. Like, it would have been very civil, whereas how yeah. just again, jumped into problems. How's hubris uh, yeah. got him into some trouble multiple times in this yeah. movie? Uh, because that whole um, Batman stealing Hal's ring, like, that interaction wouldn't have happened with John. Yeah, exactly. It would have been, yeah, like, things would have been very different. But Hal being in this movie added some entertainment. No, it was way it was way more funny. I'll give you that. And uh, I thought it was funny that uh, whenever Barry met Batman, Hal was going to be like, "Uh oh," uh, because right. Hal knew what kind of person Barry was, and <laughs> exactly. he figured, you know, we're both funny guys, so this is going to be, you know, yeah. an awkward interaction. Got somebody on my team. Yeah, and Batman was like, "You do fine, efficient work. Good <laughs> shit." And Hal was like, "What the fuck?" How, how how have you not heard of me? But you heard like yeah, like how was uh, that's like when like that's like when you were in school and yeah, it was like you didn't do your homework, but you knew the other person who's trash and never does this, never does their homework, and then they start walking up there to turn in their homework. You're like, wait, hold on, like wait, I thought we was in this together. Like what's like what's like, the what, deal? What are you what are you doing? Like yeah, like you t- that's not what we do. Yeah, so that was funny. Um, and then, uh, we have, uh, so yeah, Hal gets bitched, which is just great. Um, and then the Omega beams happen. Yeah. And, uh, Flash and Super, like, 
Flash was like, uh, you you fast? Superman right. was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fast. Like, All right, we out. And then yeah. they dipped out. And uh, when the Omega Beams were following them, they were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, this, the this trackers. is serious. Yeah. Those things are oh. overpowered. Yeah. Oh, the Omega Beams are stupid. Yeah. yeah. I love the Omega Beams. David, have you seen those before? No. Okay, yeah. That's like a, a staple of of Dark Side. Yeah. Usually, that's, like, that's dark side you get hit with that. Yeah, you get hit with that, you're usually dead. In most stories. Sometimes you, yeah, you disappear. You're gone. Yeah, facts. Like, you are vaporized. Mm -hmm. Or, like, th there are a lot of different ways they affect people, but usually the whole, like, showing your skeleton is a mm -hmm. part of it. So, like, it is very clear that getting hit with that thing, you get fucked up. Yeah, usually, like, Darkseid, when, like, he has a minion, he's in Apocalypse, he's a minion who, like, fails, and he's like, okay, like, it's a wrap, and he hits him with a mega beam, they're vaporized, you never see him again. Yeah. And one of the things I love about the Omega Beams is they're never in a straight line. They can yeah. be, but they're right. not. No, nah, they, they go around. Yeah, them things will hit hard corners. Like, <laughs> like them, them things, yeah, them things have angles on them. And I love it. But, uh, and that's the thing. They say, like, we need to deal with that. Like, right. the, them beams coming out of his eyes, those, those we, ha we have to do something. We cannot right. let that continue. Because right. they saw what it did to Superman. They saw that it took him out of the equation. And so that's why they were like, we blind him. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that Pretty is us. victory. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's not a bad plan. Because mm -hmm. uh, you see what those eyes are doing. And so... Uh, Barry is able because you see, whenever he runs through the parademons and then the omega beams hit them, they just explode and they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is yeah. That, Superman. Is that because reasons or is there a legitimate reason for that? Uh, reasons. Yeah, it's kind of That's reasons. It's kind of just. That. Like the, yeah. the fact that, because again, the omega beams can continue forever. So the fact that they hit all those targets and then just kind of stopped and Flash was like, yeah, I'm good. Like the omega beams would have just kept. Going. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was reasons. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, and, and maybe it's because once it hit Superman, they were like, "All right, I'm good." Yeah. Like you just like that. That's that's what I needed. So yeah, <laughs> we're done here. Our target. Yeah. So um, Superman gets abducted, and then we see Batman say to Green Lantern, "Like, hey, we need to connect." And Hal is like, I don't, I don't think that you and I are the same. And Batman's like, so you obviously haven't been paying attention. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you and I were at least at some point normal humans. There is an Amazon here. There's a cyborg here. Captain fucking Thunder's here. Uh, Superman's here. And a speedster's here. Like, ha you're just a man like me. Right. You just have a nice ring but <laughs> i saw i saw what you were before we got here hal and one thing that i will say is he said he saw the name hal on his flight suit and i feel like the flight suit should have said jordan jordan i hal. thought so too yeah maybe it said hal jordan but i feel like it should have just said jordan jordan yeah whatever though that doesn't matter that much but um yeah we see batman you know explain to hal like hey this is my backstory and then we see Batman say, like, I am a normal man, and I'm going to use that to my advantage. Right. And, Brandon, that's what you were mentioning. Now, yeah. one of the things that I... I loved the uh, 
Men in Black moment. Because in Men in Black, whenever Kay's gun gets eaten, Kay is like, I'm going to get my gun back. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's exactly Batman's like, I'm going to That's get That's a deep cut reference right there. I'm going to get my gun back. Because <laughs> Batman knew, like, no, we're we not going to do this without him. Like, right. I, I fought him myself. We need him. I always liked that. Like, it, really, in any, any iteration, I feel like Batman's always done that. He's like, no, our big gun is Superman. So like, oh, yeah. if Superman's ever taken out, he's like, no, I'm going, I'm going to get Clark. Like yeah. y'all can do your thing. I'm going to get our big gun. Like, and I always respect that. Yeah, and for two reasons. Um, well, one because we see that they eventually become best friends, and so right. like, I'm going to save my friend. But also, hey, we need him for this fight. But also, I don't need y'all to have him. Yeah, that's facts. Because whenever Cyborg explained the repurposing of um. Uh, organic material to create mm-hmm. the parademons. Batman, I'm sure, was like, "Oh, the last thing we need, yeah, is that you. nigga being a minion of Dark Side? Absolutely right. fucking not." Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, he's. I'm going to get my gun back, <laughs> and uh, you know, he puts on a hoodie and he just like whistles for him. It's like, "Hey, come get me I'm right here." Yeah, that was fire to me. I love. I love when he does stuff like that. Yeah, and then he goes in there and, um, you know, Desaad gets handled. Because Batman does the same, like, the I'm crazy shit. Like, Desaad's like, you won't do it. He's like, you, wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what What makes you think I won't do it? Right. You, you know my history? It. Yeah. Like, of course I'm going to do it. And so, um, down on the ground, uh, Batman tells Hal, like, you are loud, so be loud. And get these people together. Like there needs to, something needs to happen because right. this isn't working. And so Hal, you know, tries to rally the troops and fails. And Wonder Woman is like, "Then we blind him. Let's go." <laughs> Diana for you. She goes straight for straight for the jugular. You know? Yeah, let's cut his throat. Like you know, she's going straight extreme. And I love it because that's yeah. the thing. Hal was like, "So those Omega beams, they're a problem, right?" And yeah. Diana was like, "And I know how to solve." that problem <laughs> i've done this to others before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fear not i have the solution right oh so great and so we see them fighting dark side and it, we have good action scenes we got good things going they are everybody's you know trying to work it's a little disjointed at first but then they're like okay we, we let's get a little rhythm going and, uh, you know, things start to form a little bit better as time moves on. And we see Batman save Clark because Desaad is like, yeah, the little, the regular ass machine, that's not going to convert you. But here in my personal laboratory, <laughs> laboratory. <laughs> I, uh, I I got some for you. I can I can I can convert your ass in here in my private room. <laughs> and so. He's able to cut that off, but then Superman is like, not okay. And we don't really see how he gets back, and that's why I just said through the power of friendship because (laughs) we see Superman being a crazy person and then he's just not anymore. Yeah. and There was like one moment where Batman was like, I don't know if he did something with, he like electrocuted him or something, and then he just decided, okay, you're... I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> Again, I, I, I think it was the power of friendship because okay. um, I'll take it. Yeah, like he just he wasn't good, and then he just was good. 
I'm trying to remember in the comics. I feel like in the comics is a little more like fleshed out, obviously because yeah, more pages and all that stuff, more time. But um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. They kind of just skip right to the oh, he's good now. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing. Like we see him being like rampagey and violent, and we saw a soup. We saw a cool-headed Superman almost ruin Batman's entire day. That's true. So the fact that he's like violent and like blind with rage means Batman should not have made it out of that room. Right. But Batman had the power of friendship on his side. True. And maybe this time Batman was a little more prepared. But regardless, um, he is able to knock Superman out of this, you know, rage coma. And then they're able to go outside. And of course, again, when Superman lands, he's pissed. Because right. he was pretty much like, how fucking dare you <laughs> try to convert me? Right. And so he goes down there and, um, you know, super, uh, Cyborg is able to say, all right, let me, I, I know how to get these things back home. So let me go ahead and open that up. So he opens up the uh, the boom tubes and Parademons just start floating away. Yeah. And that's great. They are able to knock out both of Darkseid's eyes, uh, which, you know, helps, but doesn't do it because yeah. uh, he's blind, but he's still fucking him up. Yeah. Like Darkseid is still absolutely a problem. He took a lot. Like Darkseid took a lot of punishment and like still was fighting through it all. Like, yeah. Like he because, yeah, like he you're right. He took a lot of punishment. They, he was still beating the ass a little bit. Like, yeah. it was not clear that they were going to win. And they didn't really win. They just He's kind of yeah, yeah. They sent him home, which right. in this case is a victory. But, like, y'all didn't – I wouldn't call that a defeat. Yeah. He's coming back. So, yeah. yeah, like, you ended the match, but that was a that was a technical knockout. Exactly, yeah. In that, like, you sent him away. Right. But um, that one scene where uh, Wonder Woman and Superman are punching him in the chest – yeah, the double time. Oh, that scene was that scene was mean. I was like, oh, 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 like I, right. I really like that. One thing that I forgot to mention is whenever Superman and Wonder Woman see each other for the first time, Bruh, I was I was like, are we gonna talk about that chemistry? <laughs> yeah, because they immediately were like, oh, I see you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they saw each other and they was like, like it was on site. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's another thing that was funny is Hal was like dibs, and then Clark just looked at him, bro, literally just like, hey, move along. Yeah. Like, said, <laughs> yeah oh, 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 you got, oh, you got dibs. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anybody sure, says sure thing, dibs, sure thing. Yeah. Anybody says dibs on a woman, like, yeah, you need to be dealt with. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, like. Even if Clark wasn't clearly interested, um, you know, Clark would have been like, uh, we don't do misogyny here. Yeah, he's like, like yeah. just he would have yeah. he would have given him something real woke, but because he was interested, it was more like a step back junior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, son. yeah like let the real before, men holler at her. Was that before or after Diana punched Hal to the ground? Was that Hal that she or is that that was Hal. That was Hal, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Hal. Because, yeah, like, Hal was, uh, you know, his hubris. And so she punched him. He's just like, stop being fucking stupid. Yeah. 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 No. Or did she punch Shazam? 
That's why I couldn't remember if it was Shazam or I think it was Shazam because Shazam was like, is that your boyfriend or whatever? She does punch Shazam because she says to him, like, you're acting like a child. Uh, Yeah. And he's, you know, in the back of his mind, like, well. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny you say that. Yeah, I think it is Shazam that she punches um, now that we've talked about it. But Hal got his arm broken, so. (laughs) Uh, he Hal got his... everything that came his. He deserved everything that came his way. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, Hal was. Uh, it was not a good day to be Hal. <laughs> and then went home struggling that night. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so they are eventually able to punch Darkseid back into his house. And did Wonder Woman's sword go with him? Yes, because I was going to bring that up. Because I thought that was interesting that her sword just stayed with him as he went through the... Hmm. the I didn't notice that. Because I think she left the sword in his eye. Mm-hmm. Either, yes. Well, they didn't they... Was it in his eye? Was the... I thought the first time they... I don't remember what it was. I feel like the first time was the sword. The second time was the crowbar. second eye was yes. the crowbar. Yeah, the second yeah, eye was the crowbar. The sword was stuck in him whenever he left. Because oh, okay. the crowbar, uh, yeah, Flash was like, the fire department was doing something, and Flash was still like, hey, I need this, thanks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they, he gets the crowbar, and then uh, Shazam hits it with some lightning, and yeah. that's what ultimately finishes that second eye. Yeah. And no, um, she's going to get a new sword. But I'm sure that, you know, forging one is not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, like I, I was saying, I hope that wasn't some special sword because you know like, normally she has like yeah. you know a very special sword that can like cut down at the atomic level and right. it's like sharp enough to do whatever needs doing. Like you right. could conduct microsurgery with that sword. So yeah, that I hope it wasn't the important sword, but if it was, maybe that's what it took. Right. Um, was right. like fucking magic. Because right. the crowbar wasn't enough. He had to he had to lightning the crowbar for it to be enough. <laughs> right. And then yeah, the magic sword that can pierce anything. Yeah. Those two things should, you know, definitely take out his eyes. Shazam so, did that uh Kamehameha on that uh crowbar. Oh yeah. I haven't really definitely. seen him do the, use his powers like that. Yeah, and I liked it. Um I did too. I thought it was great. And so uh, we see them, you know, kind of come out with the victory, and then the president is like, uh, yeah, they, they, this group of people right here, they saved us all, because mm-hmm. it was looking very grim, and then we see them having the discussion of like, hey, we should we should do this, like this, yeah. this worked. Like, this was, a, this was a successful operation, and some of them are like, uh, no, I got other shit to do. <laughs> right. Like this is this is a one time thing. Like, I don't know about y'all because Billy was like, "Today I got time." Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. It's and uh, you know, there were a couple people that were like, "No, I I have other things that I'm responsible for." So right. you know, let me do that. Uh, this was just kind of a one time team up. And I'm Hal probably was pissed off because Hal was not the smartest or the most powerful person in the room. So yeah. Hal was like, "No, I ain't trying to be with y'all." Yeah, I'm going back to the Green Lanterns. Yeah, like I'm the top guy. Yeah, like y'all are affecting my self esteem. <laughs> and, you know, I can't have that. Right. So, yeah, Hal was like, nah, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, and it was like, do you guys have a name? And Billy was like, the Super Seven. <laughs> I was like, ew. That's so can stupid. You, yeah. Think of a cornier name than right. Super Seven. That's why it was so corny. Like it was, it was corny on purpose. Um, but that's why it was. Uh, it was, it was funny. So we had. Do you think there were too many? Uh funny characters in this movie um i know that there are some people that take issue with uh comedic characters and there are some people that love it and want more of it uh so what what were your thoughts on the i guess amount of and number of uh comedic things in this movie uh was there not enough was there too much was it just right what are your what are your thoughts on that uh since jordan's not here i thought they did a good job <laughs> With the right. comedic uh, timing, and I didn't think it was too much. I thought, you know, the the amount, sheer amount of action uh, kind of bounced it out. Uh, I think, I mean, I thought Howe was funny, but I thought there were a couple of times he might have done a little much. But overall, I thought they did a really good job. Yeah, I, I, my, I think they did a good job. My only critique was like, I wish we'd have got different kinds of comedy. I guess because we got. How, who's kind of more of a bro, gives you kind of that comedy. And then we got Billy Batson give you the same kind of comedy. You know what I mean? But otherwise, I mean, Flash, Flash was kind of funny. Um, funniest part to me was when they took all his burritos or took his enchilada at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was like, guys, uh, I think somebody took mine. Yeah, guys. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the only critique I would have is just kind of have a different character be that. But I mean, DC, there's usually there's not a there's a ton of funnier characters. It's just not going to be in the main lineup. So, otherwise, overall, I thought with the characters they used, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Um. Yeah i I don't think that it was uh too much that it was heavy handed. I think it was the right amount. Um. I will say. I would have been okay if it didn't lean as heavily on Green Lantern, but mm-hmm. like if if some other characters would have gotten a little more time with comedy, but it was fine. Like it wasn't an issue. But right. I think Green Lantern is who we saw most of in this movie. Like because he's he's who we see. For, like he's who opens uh, the movie as far as like superheroes that we see. I'm surprised we didn't get. Okay, so this is this Flash was Barry, right? Yes. Barry, I feel like Barry's, I guess Wally's the funnier one. Usually we see Wally being the funny one. Um, As far as what we've seen, because they're both funny, but I think that as far as Justice League and Flash being the one in the group that's funny, that's Wally. That's true, yeah. and That's true. Yeah, and, and that one had Jon Stewart, who is not a comedian. Yeah, that's true. I guess every time I see every time I see Flash, I want the funny Flash. Yeah. I don't want, you know what I mean? That's what kind of threw me off about the TV show. Even though I really like the show, it was just like, all right, this like very like broody, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Flash is kind of weird for me. But And that's kind of what that world was. No, it was, um, yeah. And and they usually had like a specific guy for comedy in yeah, those. Sure. So like uh Cisco was yeah, the funny one right. in that show, and then at times, uh, different versions of Harrison Wells. 
Right. But yeah, like Cisco was like on the books as the funny guy. Right. In uh True. in that Flash show, which I also had to get used to cuz I was like I think I think Flash should be a little more quippy than this, but yeah. whatever. Um I don't necessarily have to have that and I will say it was refreshing in that you know the MCU has tried to make everybody funny yeah like everybody don't need to be funny it's yep. okay for you to have specific characters that are funny and it's okay for everyone to have funny moments but everybody does not need to be the comedian in the room right and so I think that this movie balanced that pretty well um because I don't think they leaned too far in any direction. I think that everything was um nice and well distributed. Yeah. And then um the last thing we see in the uh after I guess or during credits, after credits, whatever you want to call it, um Ocean Master rises from the waters and uh he pretty much says uh Fuck everybody who walks on land because they killed our king. Yep. And, you know, he's kind of unaware of what happened, I guess. Because, yeah. you know, Atlantis probably <clears throat> doesn't watch the news. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't care. Yeah. Um, he's just like, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, fuck all y'all up here because our king is dead and you did it. And, you know, there's going to be a movie later where yep. we address that but uh we will talk about that later when we address it because the reason these movies are able to have after credit scenes is because they exist in a larger universe of movies and we have sequels and we have stuff coming up we have other movies that are happening that exist with these same characters in the same world uh in a continuing form because we have the dc animated movie universe and i'm so glad we're here so, gentlemen, scale of one to ten. Mm, David, I'll let you go. Dang, throwing me under the bus first. Um, it's hard because I, I don't remember what I rated. Uh, um, was it New Frontier or yes, yeah, New Frontier. New Frontier. I want to say I was around seven and a half or i don't remember exactly but i would put this one above that um i thought just action scenes i mean just style uh, art style animation um just the whole thing story i thought dark side was just ridiculous um yeah so i mean i'd probably go eight and a half i'll go yeah i uh i probably would go just because I, I've seen the other ones, so I kind of know like where to tear them. Uh, I'm kind of cheating here, but I probably I put this at a strong eight. You know what I mean? I, I think it's it's not the best Justice League movie they have in the catalog, which Spencer, I'm sure you'll break down. But but it is a good one, and it's off to a great start. Like it starts this whole universe that I you know really enjoy. So um, yeah, I give it a strong eight. Okay, okay, I. I think that I'm going to give this an 8.5 as sure. well. Um, the first time I saw this movie, I was immediately like, oh yeah, that was great. Definitely not the best movie I've seen, but very, very good. Yeah. And the fact that this is the first movie, because a lot of times the first movie can be the hardest one to do. 
because yeah. you have to build and establish and you have to lay foundation and that can be boring like right. it can kind of suck to have to you know set the table and i think that this movie does a really good job of that because one of the questions I was going to ask you, Mr. Percival, is how you feel like this introduction to the Justice League compares to the other one that we reviewed. And uh, this one is better in all of the ways, it sounds like. Yes. I mean, this one, kind of like you mentioned, it, there was not really any slow parts. And I felt like New Frontier, um, I don't remember how long it was. It was just a little over, they're probably all, are they all similar links, a little over an hour or so? Yeah, like they'll they'll start to get a little longer, but like they all stay around seventy five minutes. Okay, no, but I felt like that. I mean, this one, like I kind of joked earlier, sixty of the eighty minutes. It could be, it could be a vast over exaggeration, but that felt like that was pretty much all action. And whereas I felt like the New Frontier, there was, it's not like it was super slow, but there was a lot more dialogue story development outside of just action scenes if that makes sense oh yeah makes perfect sense okay um all right gentlemen uh any other things on this movie uh anything that you want to talk about you want to mention that you noticed that we uh didn't talk about i did i forgot to mention jeff johns wrote the wrote the comic book he also helped write this movie so that's why i like it's kind of uniform, but it's also like they switch some stuff up too. So just wanted to mention that. See, and that's another thing that I love that DC does. They get the people that need to be involved involved. Yeah. Thanks. Like DC does not have a problem saying like, Hey, uh, let's actually the people who were behind this, let's, let's get them in the room. Right. And that's why I think that's got a lot to do with uh, the success of and the nice, clean, uh, beautiful movie making that a lot of these DC animated movies are. Because, again, the quality there is superb. And a lot of it, uh, I think, has to do with having the right people in the room. And uh, DC, as far as I know, has not had a problem with that. Um, because every anytime you have this amount of media, there are going to be, you know, hits and misses, and there's going to be some things that are just better or worse than others. So I'm not necessarily saying that every single DC animated thing is just perfect, but right. they don't have very many misses. Right. Like, it is a quality product. And... Ooh. Uh, I mean, we're seeing that. Uh, Mr. Percival, as somebody who doesn't really have a lot of experience in this, as somebody who's kind of new to it and who has only lightly heard about it, um, what have you thought so far, generally speaking? I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I Again, it's... I feel like I kind of wish their live-action movies could be on par with their animated movies because if that were the case, I mean... It would be up there with a, the majority of the MCU. I mean, just mm-hmm. not saying all of the MCU because I think I'm a little biased. Where I've, I'm much more involved with MCU than I am with DC, and I didn't have the comic book background and um, all this stuff. So it's, I mean, no, it's been 
it's been a joy and I'm glad you've done this because it's kind of opened my eyes to a bunch of um, new media. And so, yeah. See, that's exactly what I wanted. What, what, what you said, that's, that's, sure. that's why we're here. That's what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> bringing this glory to everyone. And yes, I agree. If, if their live action catalog was as good as their animated catalog, there wouldn't even be a discussion about yeah. who's better uh because it's it's just it's so good and again i think that there are few misses there are going to be some uh yeah. you know there are a lot of these and not all of them are going to be just great uh there are some that we've talked about that are in like the 6 range and um you know that happens but uh a lot of them are just really good stuff so um i uh again i appreciate you jumping into this journey with us um anything else see man good movie yeah love the justice league excellent Excellent. All righty. In the next episode, we will be discussing Son of Batman. So until then, salutations. Salutations.